unto thee, O Lord. Do I lift up my Missing quite a few folks tonight, but hopefully they'll be coming on in in a few minutes. And we're going to start out with the books of the Bible. You ready? Why don't we all join in? See how that sounds, if everybody knows them. Ready? One, two, three. Genesis. Genesis. Genesis.
You know I did. I thought about that when I started speaking. Thank you. If you're here tonight and you did not have the opportunity to take the Lord's Supper, uh, if you'll go back to the Lord's Chapel, uh, somebody will serve you at this time. Thank you, Sully. I appreciate that. God sent judges Worship God, worship God, worship God. 
To uh, welcome each of you to our services tonight. We're very glad that you're here, especially uh, if you're visiting with us. Uh, one reason I know why we have so many gone tonight is because the area wide uh, is at Strickland. I know several have made their way over there. Our own Aaron Foster is speaking tonight, so uh, we certainly miss them while they're away, but we're glad that you're here tonight. Just a few uh, announcements that we want to make uh, before we have a prayer and go to our classes. Uh, the Freed Hardeman University Associates are going to meet Thursday night at 7 in the Annex. Also, Rush at Freed Hardeman's coming up the 22nd through the 24th. Please sign the list for that. And the men's shootout is coming up on uh, the 30th of September, and there's a list back there to sign up for that. Also, uh, Focus, the new fellowship of Christian adult singles, will be having a special game night on September the 30th in the Annex. And so uh, I believe that's all the announcements that I need to make tonight. Following my prayer, uh, Gunner is going to be leading our song for the uh, teachers to go to class. And I think Sully will be doing that next week. So we're going to try to get these guys lined up and get them going again. Even if you did not do a song for Lads to Leaders, you can still do a song. You know, we can help you. You can do it. I promise you, you will not mess up because we won't let you. So if y'all want to try it, let me know, okay? All right, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all you do for us for this most beautiful day. And 
all blessings that you continually bestow upon us, Father. We're so thankful. Father, there are a host of individuals that we know that are sick right now that need our prayers and our encouragement. Father, please be with those and uh, the treatments that they're receiving and be with the doctors that are tending to those needs. We again ask, Father, for your blessings upon those who've lost loved ones. We pray, Father, that you would bless us in our Bible classes tonight. We pray that we'll listen and we'll try to apply the things that we learn to to our lives in Christ's name. Amen. Today I'll be singing Blue Skies and Rainbows, first verse. Blue skies and rainbows and sunbeams from heaven are what I can see when my Lord is living me. I know that Jesus is well and alive today. He makes his home in my heart. Never more will I be all alone since see. Promise me that you never would part. using what is referred to as the song leader mic, which just makes me want to lead a song so bad. But we've misplaced a mic somewhere. I don't know, it grew legs and walked away. But if you've seen something looks kind of like this, <laughs> laying around somewhere, we would like to get that back. Who used it last, Ken? I think it was me. But I don't, I don't have it. I, I take it off from here and I lay it up there on the little shelf there on that lectern. So uh, if, if you happen to see it, it might be on one of these pews. I don't know. But if you see it, please return it. 
Okay, well, here is a public service announcement. There's a gospel meeting at the Theo Church. It's going from October the 1st through the 4th. Chad Ramsey is the speaker, and I'll turn this into the office with the particulars, but you can go to one of those, like the Monday through Wednesday one would be the one. You don't want to miss Sunday, right? Yay! Although they are having a singing on the first following a meal, so you might get the meal, I don't know, but that'd be a good thing to attend. All right, I have a lot of sick people here, I'm going to do my best to quickly go through them, and then if you would like to add someone to the end, I'll put them on here too. We'll just, you know, we'll just start having prayer services all the time, but I just, I really just feel compelled to be praying for these people, don't you? and praying that God will deliver them. Irene Baker has been sick for a very long time, but she is in a lot of pain now. So please remember her and especially Melinda, the rest of their family. Austin Wentz is undergoing treatments about every other week or so, but he has got a long series of very potent treatments that he's taking. Wade Davis is still missing a year ago, June the 22nd. Bobby Petty and Paul Rollison are friends of Joe Garrett's. They both have cancer. Lex and Regina Crossan have health issues. Marty Woodruff is very sick with cancer. His wife Donna, though, is doing some better, I think. Eli Johnson's taking radiation treatments. John Roten, if he'll behave himself, does okay, according to Peggy. <laughs> so... Uh, remember John and Peggy in your prayers, but glad to have Peggy here today. Ann Langford has several conditions that she's working through. Emma Hutton has cancer. Paula Nichols has cancer. Sharon Strickland has cancer. Grayson Miller have, all have cancer. Linda Garrett, she's undergoing basically this month. Every day she goes in for about a 15-minute procedure where she's receiving radiation treatments. Barbara Foster has breast cancer. David Lynette Woodrow, we pray for, we pray Lynette will get a really good job. Larry Muse is a friend of Joe's, has colon cancer, has been pretty sick. Lennox Kenimer and Micah McBrayer are both small children that have cancer. Sybil Tollison has Alzheimer's. This is a neighbor to the Liggins. Jeremy Owens is recovering, and uh, remember Rita. Say something to Rita when you see her. Sherry Floyd's recovering. She seems to be doing pretty well now. Loxley Eaton's taking treatments for cancer. Joanne Roberts has neuropathy in her hands and feet. Gabe George is Abby's brother. He's moving to Cleveland, Mississippi. Eddie Kraft has cancer, undergoing treatment. Treva Brown's brother, Michael's undergoing rehab. Okay, so Jayla Ross, who was in an accident, she ended up in a coma. She was in a coma for quite a while. She woke up, and they are going to be taking her to Shepherd's Clinic in Atlanta. And you know you have to be at a certain level in your recovery for them to even accept you. And then they just do extraordinary work there. So... We're very hopeful that she's going to make a grand recovery from her accident. 
Susan Wood is Brenda Taylor's niece. She has breast cancer. Johnny Derrick has cancer. Laura Warner is making adjustments at Landmark. Still doing? <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. Uh, ben Roberts has been dealing with some back problems. Uh, Sammy Barnett is undergoing tests. Lawan Ost, remember her? She's not been back yet, has she? Haven't seen her. Uh, Joyce Morris has been back, but she's still recovering from her stroke. Sue Mason, don't challenge her. She'll be kicking high, won't you? We don't want to see your ballet moves or anything, but she's doing great. Three weeks, right? Just three weeks. Don't. <laughs> don't. Stop. Uh, but uh, now you're thinking about having the other one done, right? Okay. All right. So we're, we're going to hold on that. Uh, Monique Brown is a friend of Missy. She has breast cancer. Billy Martin's friend, Christy Nash, has um, a debilitating disease. Prognosis is not good. Norma Hemwell, is she any better? No. Still not well. Uh, Joy Jameson, I remember him and his recovery. Sandra McVeigh has pancreatic cancer. Ron, she did, I'm sorry. What was her relation to you? My second really? I'm sorry. All right, we'll pray for her family. That's you too. Rhonda Lansdale is Missy Barnett's friend. She also has breast cancer. Martha Eaton had a stroke. You see Harold around, but she's still recovering at home. She's had some spells since that. Lisa Griffin's mother had breast cancer surgery. Kathy Owens, been real sick. She's out of the hospital and recovering at home. Greg James's daughter-in-law, Tanya, had gallbladder surgery and has an infection. They're treating that. Uh, they're members at Theo. Family of Dennis Brown, he had a lung transplant. And they discovered during the procedure that he had a hole in his heart. So he's going to be having surgery at Vanderbilt. Edna Griffin's husband, Mike, uh, you may have heard this story. This is uh, Mike is a really close friend of toys. I, I think they even came up through uh, secondary school together. But anyway, he's a state trooper, off-duty, maybe even retired, but he saw an accident, he responded to it, and I don't know how the accident happened, but I think the car rolled over on him and killed him. And that has been, uh, you can imagine, that's a devastating accident, but it has really impacted Toy. So keep the Griffin family in your prayers. Uh, they're members at Beach Hill. Brenda Taylor's great-niece, Deanna Fugit, recently died. Uh, there's a lot of questions surrounding her death. I think it actually happened back on the 6th. So it's been, you know, it's been 11 days since that happened. But just remember that family. They maybe get to the bottom of what happened. She grew up here. You might have known her. Uh, Billy Deaton 
It's in the hospital in Tupelo. He's been having some heart problems, low blood count. Of course, we mentioned the Brumleys. They've welcomed their new baby boy into the mix. <laughs> and they've just got a house full. But don't you just love them? I'm just so happy for them. Okay, so Reba Hughes fell, and she broke her arm yesterday. And they got the diagnosis it was broken, but they're basically going to go to another doctor, get a second opinion, see what we can do about fixing that. Uh, number one rule to keep healthy, yeah, don't fall, don't fall. Easier said than done, but just remember, please don't do that. Zach Coates, a young father who attends the Mayfield Church here in Saltilla, had a major stroke. He's probably in his 40s or so. He's in the hospital in Tupelo. And then we want to remember the family of Janiah Agnew. Uh, Janiah is a freshman at Saltilla High School, died in her sleep Friday night. We want to remember that family. Okay, do you have anybody else? Yes. Mike Ross. Mike Ross. Sean Crump. Crump. I'm sorry. Okay, anybody? Yes, Rick? Andrew Wilson. He has pancreatic cancer. Okay, that's a tough diagnosis. Stop it right there. Uh, Jonathan Bishop. He lives in Baldwin, but his family's are around Bishop. He's 24 and he was just diagnosed with some pretty extensive cancer and he's having surgery tomorrow. Okay. 
right? Well, our list could be endless, probably. But I know these are pressing on your heart, so we're going to pray about them and hope something changes for the good. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, thank you for a great day today. It was beautiful outside. It was beautiful on the inside. I pray, Lord, that you are making us a stronger congregation. We just we love being together, and we thank you for the blessing of one another. We pray, Lord, for these people that are in our lives that we're concerned about. And we, we don't know what your will is in these cases, but we just, we just want you to know how much we love them and we want to see them improve. We pray for Irene Baker that she'll have good days with her family. Strengthen Austin Wentz as he goes through his treatments. Encourage the Davis family, especially Sue and Wade's disappearance. I pray you'll help Joe, who has so many friends that have cancer, and help him to be an encouragement and support to them. Bless Bobby Petty and Paul Rollison, who have cancer. We pray for the Crossons, who have health problems. Pray they can be resolved. Bless Marty Woodruff with good days, and bless Donna Woodruff in her treatment. Pray for Eli Johnson, that he'll endure his treatments. Bless John Roten that he will have good days and Peggy and just help him to know his limits. Pray for Ann Langford that she can get to the bottom of some of her, her issues and that she'll get treatment that will help her feel better. Bless Emma Hutton, Paula Nichols, Sharon Strickland, Grayson Miller, all who have cancer. We pray for Linda Garrett that she can bear these treatments, that they are going to be effective, and that here in a month or so, she can be free of this cancer. We pray for Barbara Foster who has breast cancer. Bless the Woodrows and their issues, especially help Lynette find a job and good insurance. Bless Larry Muse, who has colon cancer, a friend of Joe's. We pray for Lennox, Kenimer, and Micah, McBrayer, and their families as they are dealing with cancer. We pray for the Tolleson family in Sybil's diagnosis. And that's the Ligon's neighbor. Pray, Lord, that they can be a support to them. Bless Jeremy Owens, that he can recover from his problems Pray for Sherry Floyd that she'll be strong in her legs again. Pray for Loxley Eaton who has cancer. Bless Joanne Roberts that she can get a treatment or medication to help her neuropathy. We pray for Gabe George as he's moving. We pray that he'll settle in well in his new uh, living situation. Bless Eddie Kraft in his treatments. Be with Treva Brown's brother Michael in his rehab. We are thankful that Jayla Ross is doing well enough to receive additional treatment. We pray it's effective as so many others have benefited from Shepherd's Clinic. Thank you for that place. Pray for Susan Wood, who has breast cancer. Be with Johnny Derrick, who has cancer. Bless Flora Warner as she adjusts at Landmark and 
Thank you for Rick, who's such a great son and a great example to all of us on how to treat your parents. Pray for Ben Roberts that he can protect his back and his many activities. Pray for Sammy Barnett, who's undergoing tests. Bless LaJuan that she can feel well enough to be back with us soon. We're thankful that Joyce Morris is doing better. We pray that she'll have no deficits as a result of the stroke she had some time ago. Bless Sue Mason that she'll have a full recovery with her knee. So glad that she's doing well. We pray for Monique Brown, who has cancer. We pray for Billy Martin's friend, Christy, who has a, a terrible diagnosis. Bless Norma Hemwell that she can have good days and help Joan as she tries to be a support and a caregiver to her. We pray for Joy Jamison and his recovery. We pray, Lord, for the McVeigh family as she's passed away. Of course, we especially think of our Elaine, and we just pray for those who grieve over such losses. Bless Rhonda Lansdale, who also has cancer. We pray for Martha Eaton that it can be discovered exactly what's the source of her problems, and they can treat it, and she'll be well and back with us. Be with Lisa Griffin's mother as she recovers from her surgery. Bless Kathy Owens with a full recovery. Get her well as soon as possible. Pray for Greg James's uh, daughter-in-law, Tanya, as she has this infection from her surgery. We pray for Dennis Brown as he's seeking resolution of some health issues. Bless the Griffin family as Mike died helping other people. We pray comfort for them and uh, for, for our toy especially. Be with uh, Brenda Taylor's family in Deanna's unexpected death. We pray that that can be resolved. Pray your blessings on Billy Deaton as he seeks treatment for his heart problems. We rejoice with the Brumleys and the birth of their son. We pray that everybody is going to be healthy and will just grow strong. Bless Reba Hughes as she seeks some information about her broken arm. And we pray that it will, she'll get treatment she needs to help it to heal right. We pray for Zach Coates, who has had the stroke. Please be with those who are treating him that they can help get his health back. We pray for the family of Janiah Agnew and everybody who's impacted in the school. Just such an unexpected, tragic death. Pray for Mike Ross, who needs a liver transplant. We pray for Sean Crum. Who needs a liver and kidney transplant? Bless James Armstrong and his niece that died and just comfort that family. Pray for Junior Wilson who has a terrible diagnosis of pancreatic cancer. Pray for Allie Johnson who's undergoing chemo. And bless Jonathan Bishop who has recently discovered has extensive cancer. We pray, Lord, the surgery tomorrow will, will be an, a success and they'll be able to do something to help promote healing in him. 
We pray, Lord, you'll bless us tonight as we are studying your word again. Help us to really appreciate the depth of your word and to know that it has place in, in originally as it was given and how it can impact us even today. Thank you for the wisdom that it promises. In Jesus' name, amen. Ah, just for fun, how many of you just went ahead and ticked off the book of Job? Just knocked that one out of the park. Anybody finish the book of Job? Oh, hey. We're getting close to 25%. <laughs> that's, that's an estimate. Well, hey, you know, you don't want to be wise. It's up to you. But get in there and dig through those jewels. Now we've moved on to Psalms and the book of Psalms is, it's amazing. And as I mentioned it in the prayer, yeah, as you read through those 150 of them, five different books of Psalms, as you read through those, you can't help but be impacted. But not only, not only is there the wisdom to be found, but think about this now. When you, when you are singing, which th this is basically the psalm book, the song, and you know this because when you sing, you are using the instrument of your heart. Yes, you know that. So as you are using the instrument of your heart, the, the song itself actually becomes the vehicle by which you are transferring what you feel in your heart to God. Maybe you do this. I do this sometimes in my prayers, especially, where, I don't know, right in the middle of the prayer, a personal, private prayer, right in the middle of the prayer, I get a little frustrated because I don't know exactly how to express myself. You ever been there? You just have such a depth of emotion or feeling in it. You, even yourself, you become tongue-tied. You know what you feel about it, but you don't really know how to say it exactly. Okay, thankfully, Romans chapter 8, we have the spirit that can help us to express ourselves. But what's great about, in the pro not, not prayer now, in the process of singing is that we already have the vehicle here. I mean, you can, you say, how would, how would I tell God how I am in awe of him. Words don't, how would I sing that? You know, I, I might just sing the same thing over and over and over. I might say the same thing over and over because I don't really know what to say. Right here in the Psalms, we've got the words already written out. And what is tremendous about that is, you know, when you sing like, like we do, I, I don't know. We noticed in the psalm book that there were over a thousand songs in our psalm book. Okay. Well, have you ever been in a congregation? Now, this congregation is a little bit different. We sing a wide variety of songs. We sing songs that aren't even in this psalm book, and it's got over a thousand songs in it. But the variety is great. But do you remember? I do. Growing up, we had a psalm book that had... I don't know, maybe 700 songs in it. That sounds like a lot, but 
You know, we didn't sing all 700 songs. Now, I sat myself down one time, and I, I learned every single song in that songbook so I could lead them all. But guess what happened? <laughs> I could lead them, but nobody else knew the song. So that was problematic. What tended to happen was what? We basically sang the same, I don't know, 30, 40 songs all the time. We just sang them a lot. But when we did that, what happened to the words that many times are very complicated? You look at some of these older songs, there's, a, there's some great depth to those songs, but when you sing them over and over and over and over again, what happens? You memorize them. They get in your head. Do you ever do this? Again, like I do. If you come here during the week and you just walk through the hallways, you'll hear me singing occasionally. And I'm not even thinking about I just want to sing. It's just that you get in a certain mood and does this happen to you? Just songs just come out. And the songs that come out of you are not songs that you are inventing on the spot, usually not. Most of the songs that you are singing are coming out of the wealth of knowledge that you have of songs that you have sung for years and years and years and years. If you have ever had a loved one in an Alzheimer's unit, I had this happen a lot with some of my family members. They may not remember who I am, but they could still sing hymns or they could quote scripture. And I told Anita, that is one reason why I want to pile scriptures in my brain is because someday if I end up in the nursing home with Alzheimer's, I can still preach. <laughs> I'll, just be, I'll, just be, I'll just be speaking scripture all the time. Wouldn't that be great? That would be terrific. So the Psalms, the Psalms are a vehicle for the deepest emotions that we have in us. You say, what would I say? Guess what? There is a psalm for that. Now, my intention is, over the next week, I'm going to make some copies of some information that I think is going to be invaluable to you. It has been to me. That's why I'm sharing it with you. And next week, I will take the time to show you exactly how to use it. But it is, it is so impactful to look especially in the Psalms, and find something there that helps me to express myself. Or, as was true with Israel, listen, there were, there were several different levels on which people used the Psalms. Not just as the vehicle, instructional. I'm talking about instructional. For instance, there is the use of it historically, how they actually would have used it originally. And we've talked some about that. For instance, the song that Moses put in that book, Psalm number 90. That is just an encouragement for those who were sojourners, right? When, uh, when you look at the Psalms that David wrote, those are going to be vehicles for expression. When Jesus, when Jesus finished the sermon, or finished instituting the Lord's Supper, you remember what they went out and did? They sung a hymn. It was just a natural thing. Why would I do that? Well, I'm filled with emotion in this moment. Now, what do you think they were singing about? Probably the Passover or, or something, something related to just what happened. Now, song leaders, I'll just tell you this. I love it 
when you have taken the time ahead of time to look at the scripture or to look at the the title of the sermon that I'm going to preach on Sunday, and then you choose songs that are related to that. Because what does that do for us as a congregation? It, It lifts you up. It gets your heart in the right place. Yes? So you've already been singing. And listen, I don't know what it's like for you, but singing is that one thing that we do where we... We really open ourselves up. Isn't that true? You may think, I'm not a very good singer. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what have you been commanded to do? Sing. And so regardless of whether you are a trained uh, vocalist or that you can't carry a tune in a bucket, when we all come together, it is not so much... We have beautiful singing, peace, that's cool. But it isn't so much the four-part harmony that we are striving for. It is all those voices that are joining together, teaching and admonishing one another in those psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. That song has become the vehicle by which we just are giving of ourselves. And think about that. It's not just a group that's doing that. Like, we're spectators. We're sitting back here watching them do that. That's not what we're doing. We are all participating in that. We are all all becoming vulnerable as we offer our song out there. We're singing, and it just all blends together. Now, if you put a mic on each individual, some of those might make you cringe. I mean, not because we hate the person, but it just hurts our ears. But when it's all together and it blends together, that is an offering that we're making to God. And I just think of of all the things that we do, that one is so, so special. So there's there's the historical aspect where, where we come together as a family and we're all in the same vehicle and we're offering it to God. There's... All that history from Moses to David to Jesus, even a future. You know, in heaven, guess what they are doing? They are singing. What are they singing up there? They're singing a new song. They're also singing a very old song. The song of Moses. Wait, what? Yeah, because in heaven, uh, what's time? What's time in heaven? It's zero. It doesn't. So it's like a huge amalgamation of all the things that have ever and will ever glorify God. I just, you know, we talk about going to heaven. That's our, I just want to get there kind of thing. When I get there, then I'll figure out all the good stuff here. We don't have to do it that way. We can just begin to try to think about what that is going to be. Wow. Okay, so there's that historical part. There's a secondary part, which is spiritual or doctrinal. I want to give you a taste of that. And and I've I've given you some scriptures there that I think are amazing. For instance, you say, well, Ken, these these psalms are vehicles. They are, but just like the songs that you have in your songbook, many of them are thematic 
have, have a topic that's being dealt with. And then just about every way that you could unfold that thing or describe it, that's what's being employed in the psalm. For instance, when you talk about God, what would you say, if you were just going to really nail it, what would you say about God? Well, Ken, you know, right there's one of those things. It's really hard for me, hard for me even to talk about. Look at Psalm 100. Let's just do that one for fun here. And then think about it. Those of you who are on the quest to read the book of Psalms, you are now down to 149. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. Okay, so Psalm 100. Make, think, now think, and, and put in your, try to do this, put in your mind, this is one of those ascension songs, which means that the people were getting themselves together as they were going up to Jerusalem. I don't know what you're going up to the church building is like. I only think back for myself as, as we were coming up. This may seem crazy to you or you will relate. And that is a lot of times as we were going from the house to the church building, there was a big fight in the car. Nobody ever had that happen before? Well, we would, big old fight in the car. <laughs> so we get to the church building, now we all got to straighten up because we're going to go in here and worship. That's not what these folks were doing. When they thought about going into Jerusalem for worship, it's like they're singing. This psalm right here is for the purpose of singing along as you go. Think about that. And maybe some of you have employed this, which we rarely ever did. I'm thinking now is a great idea. And that is, as you're in the car, going from the house to the church building, if it has been your habit to get in a big fuss, then how about, Dad, you just start a song? <laughs> you know, a pretty happy kind of song as we're leading ourselves up to the church building, just priming the pump for everybody in that car as we're getting ready to worship. Make, okay, mindset, we're going up to Jerusalem. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. What is that? What does that mean as you're reading it? Make a joyful shout to the Lord. You are, are you happy? You are so happy when you are, well, listen to me. I just took it up, you know, a, a few steps. When you are happy, can you just contain it? Probably not. You're walking around smiling. You're, you're good, right? And think about this. You show up. We're going to take that. We're going to put it here. You have come to worship, and you are already high-stepping it. You are so excited about coming here to worship. If everybody that showed up for worship on Sunday morning was already right here, where could we take it? Way up here, right? Just, you think that wouldn't fire up your speaker as he stands up there and he's got a congregation that is just filled with exuberance and the love of God? Yeah, nod your head this way. Yeah, it would be. Ken, it's amazing. Okay. Make a joyful shout to the Lord on your land. Serve the Lord with what? Gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God and is he who has made us and not we ourselves. Are you, you because you just decided I'm me? No, who is responsible for that? God is. And because of that, what are we? 
Man, we are so happy. <laughs> we are special. That's right, just like the kids, like the kids said, we are special. But we're also just so happy, so thankful to God for the privilege that it is. Anybody who despairs of life, where do you think they ought to be? They ought to be right here. They ought to be right here because this is a place where people are excited about serving God. So he says, you're going to do that. You're going to know the Lord. He is God. You didn't do that. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So that, that is the mindset. Yeah, I'm going to go worship him, but I want to do that. I'm his. Where do the sheep go? Just natural sheep. Who do they tend to follow? The shepherd. I want the shepherd because he feeds me. He provides protection for me. He is my... Oh, I love this phrase because this is said of Jesus, isn't it? He is my all in all. He is the beginning of it. He is the end of it. So we're going to enter into his gates. Okay, so we're coming up. We're coming up to Jerusalem. Our intention is to go to that temple and we're going to worship. So we're going to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Into his what? Courts with praise. Does that sound like a good heart ready to worship? Absolutely. And why would I do, why, why do I have that mentality? Okay, now, think about it. I've set myself up. I'm ready to worship God. And now I'm opening or emptying myself out to God because He's what? The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. Do we trust God? Yeah, we do. We have every confidence in God? Oh, yes, we do. And we are excited for the opportunity, the privilege, the blessing of coming before God in worship. It is that kind of thing that you find in the Psalms all throughout the book. I mentioned several things like creation. Psalm 104, for instance, especially the first 25 verses because after 20, 26 through 35, it's kind of reflection on those first. If you read the first chapter of your Bible, Genesis chapter 1, that's a great place to start. Then you come here to this psalm, Psalm 104, and it is the psalmist creating a vehicle by which we reflect on God's creative power. You say, well, I read, you know, Ken, I mean, we've got that kid's song where we've got six days of creation. <laughs> okay, peace, that's great for kids. But you are looking for a vehicle to express to God the awe that you feel in his creative power. You are thankful that he set the stage by which you could enter in and be a living creature. I mean, you are a, adoring the almighty, all-powerful God. How do I do that, Ken? I wouldn't even know where to begin. Go to Psalm 104. You read that, just voice those words. Let those words become your words. Yeah? You say, I don't know how you do that. Another example. Anybody know Psalm 23? Everybody knows Psalm 23. Why do you know Psalm 23? It's used so much. It's in your... It's one of the song psalms that's actually what's it got five or six verses where somebody actually broke it 
broke it down and put a tune to it. I always, it's a funny way for me to think, it's not funny, ha ha, but it's funny, strange that a lot of times, you know, song leaders sometimes, and I do it, I do it in the nursing home practically every time. We're going to sing the first and last verse. How weird is that to sing, the Lord is my shepherd, uh, we're just going to sing the first and last verse. We wouldn't do that, would we? Song leader, please don't leave out any of those verses. Because it is the whole of that psalm that teaches the truth. There are a lot of songs in here, we would call them spiritual songs, I guess, or even hymns, where each verse is either basically a restatement of the first one, but using different words, or every verse has a different little theme to it. Okay, that's fine. Pick and choose which ones you want. But when it is telling a story, we ought to be singing the whole thing, yeah? Okay, so Psalm 23. It's in our psalm book. If you have gone to a funeral practically ever, usually in that little brochure that they hand out with the particulars about the loved one, on one of the pages, there'll be Psalm 23. Why is that in there? It's comforting. It is comforting. But you see where I put it? I said, that is a song about the future. If you wanted to find a vehicle to express the future, I, I personally think that's Psalm 23. Because what it says is, again, Lord, you are my all in all, and it doesn't matter where I go or what I do, you are what? You are always with me. You are always with me. And as long as I live, you're going to be with me. If, if that is my determination to be with you, you you protect me, you provide for me, you go down into the valley of the shadow of death with me. Everything that I need is wrapped up in you. To me, that is a, that is a forward-looking depiction of God's never-ending support in our lives, of his, of his willingness to provide. So the Psalms are full of these kinds of things. It talks about God, as we saw in Psalm 100, the creation, as expressed in Psalm 104, about man and his choices. The very first psalm, you know, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Did you see what happened to him? He was walking, then he's standing, now he's sitting. What happened to him? Okay, so, yeah, absolutely. You know Luther knows it as well as you can know it. Uh, but here's this guy. He's walking along with unscrupulous folks. At first, he's not paying them much mind, and then he stops, and now he's sitting down talking with them. What's happened to him? If you're going to be a blessed person, you better quit doing that and let your delight be the law of the Lord. In his law, he meditates 
day and night. If you're meditating on that, do you have time for that other stuff? No, you don't. So get out of that television and get into the Word of God, right? You want to be wise? Where are we going to go? We're going to go to the Word. Okay, so next time, my intention, unless we run out of copier or paper or whatever, hole punchers, I'm going to present you something I think is pretty special, and I'm going to show you how to use it so that even if you don't read 150, of the, well, 149, we read one already, 149 of those Psalms, that you are going to be wise. At least you'll have within your hands the potential to be that wise person. Let's pray, and then we'll be dismissed. Father, thank you so much for a great day today. Thank you for what you give us that can make us better to, to aspire to be more like you. I pray we'll be successful in that. And give us the motivation, the, the desire, the yearning to know more and then to satisfy it in your word. I pray for, for us all as we're traveling tonight. Please keep us safe. And for our young people as they're coming back, I pray they'll have safe journeys on the road too. Just, Lord, protect us and pray that tomorrow, if you'll grant it, will just be a spectacular day. In Jesus' name, amen.